Welcome back to the podcast. This particular episode, we get into conspiracy, drugs, and other crazy scenarios and stories. Uh, this one a wild one, so uh, stay tuned. Welcome to the pod. Who, who do I have here? Coop. All right, what up, Coop? Um, you tell me one of the most craziest stories I heard, man. Um, you got two. So I'll let you pick on like what direction you want to go first, and we can just kind of go from there. So I guess uh, the two out of the two stories, I'll just start with you know the first one that happened to me. Okay. All right. So uh, basically, this was back in 2004. I was uh, working for a craft cream cheese in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. Cream cheese place. I've yeah. Never had that. It's the best cream cheese in the world. Anyway, so I, was, <laughs> I haven't had it in a while. I'll be getting the. Uh... I get all brand stuff myself. <laughs> anyway, so I, uh, my grandpa got me the job after I graduated high school mm-hmm. uh, because I joined the military. I was in, in the debt program, so I wasn't leaving for another six, seven months. Right. So, I mean, I didn't want to live off mom and dad's dime. So I was like, okay, I'll get a job, but I'll go work with Gramps because I didn't get enough time to spend with him when I was a child. Right, right. I feel that. <clears throat> so, uh, so we was working the night shift. It was basically from one o'clock in the afternoon and we'd get off at nine. And uh, every night uh, we'd carpool. So this time, this night, uh, I carpooled with him. And uh, you know, we was getting ready to leave work, and uh, he was like, "All right, so we got to go pick up some uh, Jack in the Box for your grandma." I was like, "Okay." So we went and stopped, picked up Jack in the Box, and so where where I live at is a small rural community, right? Um, north, it's up and up north in Idaho. Um, the town that I live in has uh about 500 people in it oh so man there's no light pollution okay yeah night. yeah. okay i'm about to say that because at night you probably get clear skies right, right. but the, the the place we worked at was in a town called rupert it was about 26 miles north of this town okay so the town that that we work in i had to drive through it was just burley to uh to go home and this is a you know town about twenty thousand people there's more lights and stuff like that trees and such gotcha. so uh so anyways, we pick up my grandma's food and we're driving home. And this is about 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. And we're starting to leave town. And the, the thing about this area is it is a high desert. So you can see the sky. You can see every star. You can see the Milky Way. There are satellites, the ISS. You can see everything. Like, clearly, it's it's really beautiful area. Anyway, so we're driving, and I just, you know, sit staring out the window. I'm annoyed because Grandpa's telling me his Navy stories from back in the that, back in the '60s. About <laughs> Same stories you told me six uh, times, you know. Yeah, I got you. It's so a point that I, I know these stories. <laughs> back when I was in the Navy, I was pretty Vietnamese woman. I'll tell you what, she is sucking dick. Anyways, he's going on. I've heard these stories a hundred times, so I'm just, you know, spacing off. And anyways, we're driving out of this town. We're going south. And there's no town between Burley and Oakley. It's a 20-mile stretch. Okay. And it's basically southwest road going down. And Oakley, like, so let me try to paint a, paint a better picture for you of the town. So the town is a little valley between a mountain range, right? It's like a horseshoe of mountains. Okay. So on the on the east side, you have mountains that have an elevation of about eight to 9,000 feet. And the southern mountains are about the same, but the western mountains have an elevation of about 2,000 so they're a lot shorter and they're more of rolling plateaus so you have just kind of forests and stuff instead of jagged mountains gotcha. 
so anyways, we're heading, we're facing towards those, those mountains coming south, south, southwest, right? And I see this roll of lights in the sky and a big black spot in the sky, right? Because there's no clouds, nothing but bright stars. And there was just this big, odd-shaped um, thing in the sky mm-hmm. with about 12 to 15 lights, you know, just lined up straight. Mm. Now, a lot of people, when they tell you UFO stories, they're like, oh, I've seen these three lights. They were above my house and they were moving. This was, this was fucking huge. Uh, I'm talking about Independence Day mothership. Like it was, <laughs> the mountain range is about 10 miles long. So this, this shape was about that length, mm. about 10, 10 miles. And it was probably, I don't know, 12,000 foot elevation. Mm. So anyways, we're driving and I'll, I look at these lights and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, what the fuck, the fuck is this? And I, I, I turn to my grandpa, I'm like, hey, grandpa, what is that? And he's like, God damn it, don't bug me, I'm driving, <laughs> you know, I'm old. Anyway, so he's carrying on with the stories and I'm just like a couple more miles past and I'm just looking at this thing and it's just like, it's the closer we get, the more it's coming into view. Right. And it's still, like I said, it's about 20 miles away, so... I mean, I'm still trying to like focus on what's going on. So roll the window down so I can see it better. And uh, when I'm looking up, I see these little red lights shooting from one to another. And when that red light would go from one to the other, it would blink out, Mm. come back on. Red light would go to another one, blink out, blink on. My grandpa was like, look at this. Like, I'm serious. Like at first I was fucking with him. Now I'm like, grandpa, what, what is that? Is that a fucking alien? Look, it's aliens. And he's like, God damn it, you son of a bitch, I'm driving. Mars ain't that good, you know? So another 10 miles go by, and I was watching this, and this is just doing some weird shit, and they'll, like, go all the way out one by one by one in a row. And then, but that black spot's still there. I'm like, just sitting there looking, looking, and then they would all come on at once. Mm. And, I was, and I kept, hey, Grandpa, look at this. Like, stop and look at this. Yeah, God damn it, those talkers are getting going to get cold. <laughs> So anyways, we drive the 20 mile distance and then we get to a road, the road turns south and then we, there's a turnoff that goes directly west. Mm-hmm. So we turn west and we start heading towards it. Mm-hmm. And my grandma's house is probably, I don't know, four miles towards this mountain range. And the mountain range uh, on the other side of her house is maybe, I don't know, seven Anyway, so when he turns, he sees it and he stops. He, he jams jams on the brakes, gets out, and looks up. He's like, "Holy fuck!" Because <laughs> he's like a real a real religious man. He don't believe right. in aliens. He believes in Jesus and he's gonna save us and stuff like that. And I, I do too. You know, I've never believed in aliens. My, my dad would watch, you know, ancient aliens, ancient aliens yeah. on the History Channel. I'll be like, Jesus, come on, <laughs> science fiction. What are you, what are you doing? Like, just watch Star Trek or something. Right. But he gets out. We're just looking at it. Anyway, so we get back in and we drive to his house. And now this thing is like close, like closer than ever. Uh. And we're looking up. It's you, you can't like we got out and I'm standing in his front yard and you can't hear a sound. There's no crickets. There's no wind. There's no birds. Nothing. And this is like September. Like you still hear crickets in that time, time right. of year. And it's just completely silent. And there's just this big row of lights. And it's still a black thing. You can't see nothing else but the lights in the blackness. And then the stars, you know, you can see the stars underneath, like when you look between the mountain range and the, and the top of the uh, 
the alien spaceship, whatever the fuck it is, mm. you can still see the stars. And it was just sitting there. So my dumb ass, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get grandma because, <laughs> you know, no one's going to believe us. So I run inside and leave him out there. He's trying to get his fucking camera to work. And my grandma, she's handicapped, so I got to get her in a wheelchair. got to hook her oxygen up to the, her mobile device. And we had it. I wheeled her out there. And by the time we got out there, it was gone. Mm. And she's pissed off. She's like, where's my goddamn tacos? You know what I mean? <laughs> and my grandpa's just like, oh, I looked down for five seconds. I looked up and it was gone. Like, it just disappeared. You know, your, your grandpa impression is out on point. I just picture, I can just picture like an older person. Um, no, that's, that's, you know, that's crazy. Like, like I was pretty much the same way. Um, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't believe in that stuff. I just thought it was something that was being fed. But then if you think about it, those small, it'd be them small towns where it's not that much technology where people used to always come up missing. And then they just seem like to me, they super smart. I'm gonna go pick these people up, drop them back. Nobody gonna believe you. <laughs> my whole thing was is at, even after that experience, even when I was like going to my house, because uh-huh. I lived like two miles away from him, mm. and I was just thinking, I was like, well, it couldn't have been aliens. What was it? What could have been? Right. Don't worry, I'm joining the military. I'm leaving in a couple months. I'm gonna find I'm out. I'm gonna find out what that is. <laughs> been in the military for 18 years. I <laughs> found nothing out. <laughs> so nothing. I'm gonna touch on that in a second, but. So my experience with that uh, was, I told you, back when I was married, that's the conspiracy theory within itself. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, you know, I was with my uh, ex-wife, and we just happened to be arguing at the time. We were on a balcony because we you know, were trying to, trying to you know, calm down from our little heated exchange. And we see these, like, I go, it was like a cluster of lights. It just looked weird, like. I looked, I seen it, I didn't really peep it, but she like, she from a small town in Oklahoma. She's like, you see that? I'm like, what? And then it started circling. So this is like three o'clock in the morning, three, two in the morning. So we watch it and then it just shot down and disappeared. So to this day, I still can't explain what it was. I mean, we were stationed in Nevada and you know. It's one of the states with the most UFO sightings. You know, you know the crazy thing about Nevada, right? So I was driving to Vegas. Um, I haven't told this story in the past. So we going near area, uh, area fifty one. So mind you, I've I've been in, I've been in the military a couple years, right? Trying to find my version of secrets. So we're driving down this road, and this military escort is coming. They have this tarp over this big piece of gear or whatever. We get stopped. All right, they stop our car. So I got her, me, her, and just family. Like, they, they pop out. Air Force cats. They got their little rifles. Oh, hey, oh, I'm military too. Air of importance. It's like, no, just chill, stay. It, it gotta, they need distance. So they, I, I'm looking, she's like, what is that? I'm like, yo, what, what? It was a tarp, but it was covered. It looked like, Like a sideways rectangle, but it was kind of circle. It had like a little circle outline on it. I can't explain its shape. It wasn't the uh, Lake Placid alligator, was it? I, I don't think it was that. <laughs> I don't think it was that because because then, like, why did they stop me? Why did they feel the need to stop me like that? I wasn't trying to drive towards. I wanted to drive towards the area, <laughs> Area 51. I could get you wrong. But I didn't go. We ended up, you know, they stopped us. 
And I was just curious. And then I, it left my mind. And then once we went over to the gas station, the gas station had like this brothel, the Area 51 brothel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wife was like, you can't go wife at the, at, like, at the time when people were probably like, oh, you was married? At the time, she's like, you can't go in there. I'm like, darn. So <laughs> when it got me a little... Got me a little UFO hat, then finished our trip to Vegas. But I don't know why to this day why we were stopped like that. I'm like, why did they why did they stop us? You know, I don't know. You know, that's one of the bases where. Well, how long ago was it? Because that could be explained by um, certain two thousand aircraft development. Two thousand thirteen, fourteen. When this happened? Yeah. I mean, I, I always like to skeptic. <laughs> I got you. I'm gonna tell you, I'm a skeptic of my own okay. story. You know, I got you. I know a lot of people are like, <laughs> I'm like, these are some tall tales. And, you know, you told like, the story, you don't believe it. I mean, it could have been. To be honest with you, like I pulled the story so often, I kind of felt like it was one of those stories that you make up <laughs> and that you just told it so many times you believe it. But like I, I like last time I went home to visit my grandpa, uh-huh. and we were sitting right there with his wife, and I was introducing him to my wife, uh-huh. and. Um, I was telling him, hey, Grandpa, you remember that UFO we saw? He's like, I still don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> I still don't fucking know. I spent like 40 years at sea. I ain't seen shit like that. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, okay. Maybe I'm it did st- happen. It's- I'm still, I don't know. I'm still I'm still trying to figure it out. All right, so before we, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to the paranormal a little bit. But we was talking something about, uh, uh, drugs and religion, you saying something. So what you... Okay. So have you ever been like driving down the road in mm-hmm. like one of these major cities and you yeah. have these guys that are high obviously high on crack and schizophrenic. Okay. And they, they're just sitting there talking to somebody or they're just like making weird poses like, you know, T Rex poses. Right. They're just being really weird, right? Right. Well, you know, I, I come from a religious town, a mm-hmm. religious family, and they always taught me about demonic possessions. Like, okay. Demonic possessions are real. Hillary Clinton is a demon in true form. And it's like, no, <laughs> I, I I can see that because she, like, has crazy eyes. But, but like, on the streets and stuff, like, once I was a little kid, you know, my grandpa, he's he's from California. He's lived in San Francisco. He's from L.A. Yeah. And he would just say, every time I see somebody who's out of their mind drunk or high on drugs, I just... I kind of feel like they're possessed by demons. I believe that if you get really fucked up, the demon invades your body for that time. Because there's things that you will never do as a sane person. And I agree. You know, like there's like I've gotten drunk and I've done things that I would never do mm. sober, like things that are out of my character. Or, you know, I got really high and said some things that are really out of my character. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I think there's something to it. I think that, you know, do, are drugs the gateway to hell? Probably not. But if you're if you're really big in, into the spiritual or even religion, there's you can tie together you know stories uh, in the Bible thousands of years ago of people that were just possessed by demons and, and how the Bible describe, describes how they acted is how these people that are super fucked up on drugs or have been using drugs for years is kind of how they act. I got a I got a flip point on that. So I, I think I look at it a little bit differently, right? I think I look at it like this. Uh, what if those people got so fucked up to where they seen the truth about something and regular life is not what it what it seems? 
you're talking about the matrix i'm just i'm just not just the matrix or like let's so let's just say um i'll just use acid or shrooms as an example so lsd so cool i'll do lsd and when i do lsd <clears throat> you ever seen the movie they live with roddy piper i have not okay it's like a movie from the 90s where everybody are these reptilian aliens and when you take this certain thing you can see this is the, the glasses yeah the glasses okay yeah, see, yeah yeah that yeah they live you can see who the real humans and who not the real humans are i haven't seen it but i've heard i've heard it referenced quite a bit yeah so i mean I, yeah i watched it this is it's pretty it's, it's pretty enough movie roddy piper I'm like, okay i can see you well that, i mean that makes a lot of sense um if you consider the sciences behind psychedelics like mushrooms and lsd and stuff mm -hmm. because what it does is it creates new pathways for your brains to fire mm -hmm. and it unlocks portions of your brain that scientists have previously believed to be dormant mm -hmm. um so that could be the thing and, but also psychedelics can cure like psychosis yes so if, yeah. like for example like i had um i had covid really bad mm. when when i uh when it first came out it's the first strain of covid is like the scary one that was killing millions or hundreds of thousands of people and um i have an autoimmune disease so i'm really i have, I have uh, i'm really susceptible to getting sick and when i get sick i get really really sick yeah so i thought i was gonna fucking die but i couldn't just drive somewhere so i was at home by myself my wife was on deployment and uh, anyway, so it was really scary because the whole hype that, oh, yeah, you if you catch COVID, there's a good chance you're going to fucking die. And of course, knowing what I know, I'm, I'm scared. So anyways, I get over it. And I'm like, fuck, all right, cool. And about a week after that, I started hearing like, it's not different voices. It's not like I was hallucinating or, mm. or being schizophrenic, but um, I had to, it was psychosis is what it was. And I heard voices just telling me to like, break a plate like I was had like some stupid I take a plate and smash it all around for no fucking reason mm. and I kind of felt compelled to do it but I knew better and so I actually went to I went to the doctor and I was like hey doc I think I'm fucking going crazy like, you know, my voice in my head that always tells me to do the right thing is telling me to do the wrong thing and he's like oh it's psychosis he's like you got a mild version of psychosis and usually comes after having a, um, a very hefty virus mm. so um he was so what he he says i can prescribe you antidepressants which probably isn't going to help you it's just going to make you really tired but the, really the only thing that i know that can help you is psychedelic drugs and i don't think we don't have the um what's it called the justification the to justification. give you something oh, like okay. that because that's one of those things that like if you take too much can really make you trip balls right so anyways so he's just like hey if you have any more of these films just come back and just write it out but anyway so i looked up um basically how to treat this psychosis thing mm -hmm. and uh yeah it was like fucking lsd and mushroom like mm. mushroom teas and stuff but i mean i after after time that went away it's like a couple weeks it went that okay that went away it was really freaky but i read a lot of um things online like on news news feeds that a woman after having covid drowns her children in the tub and she says because voices told her to Oh, well, I never heard that story. Was, and then they whoa. talked about the psychosis thing. And I was like, that's really weird because I just experienced that. Mm. But um, but what is really weird is like they're saying that magic mushrooms and LSD cures that kind of stuff. Like it can even help you with um, like schizophrenia because it, re it helps repair your brain and helps you 
transfer those neurons and, and shit so you can think clearly and it actually enhances the way you see it. Yeah, yeah, that and then one thing I heard, um, you know, shrooms is called like ego death. It makes you drop your, I ain't gonna say sense of self, but the stuff you carry and stuff like that. Uh, it can it can actually, you know, as far as like you just saying, like rewiring, but like calm a person down. So like a mad aggressive person can make them look, re, rethink things. Like. Yeah. But like in with other types of psychedelic drugs, yeah, you got to understand that they do have major impacts on your brain. And yeah. scientists don't really understand much in your brain. Yeah. Like they think they may have found a fourth dimension within your brain. Like that was like two years ago. There was a study come out. Like we think we found something within gray matter. We don't understand what uh, causes what what creates consciousness. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because your your brain is like a giant computer. But we, with our advances in technology, they can't replicate anything like what we do in our own brain. Right. Except, you know, when Elon Musk, he probably got to figure out. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> that fucking guy. What do you know about DMT? DMT. What's, what, what's this? Oh, you know, it's supposed, it's supposed to be the, 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 the spirit molecule. So it's basically what we use to dream. Try method. Uh, I'm butchering the word. I'm gonna leave it in there. I think we need to do some research. On that. <laughs> I'll pull it up right now as we talk. But um, but yeah, it's 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 basically the spirit molecule, um, and it's basically pretty much uh what we use to dream, and you can get it from like plants and stuff like that. So. <clears throat> That's that's pretty much what it's called. So yeah, yeah. So just like matter, right? Like matter cannot be destroyed; it can only be transferred, right? Mm. So let's say you take, I don't know, a tree and burn it. Mm. Well, the tree isn't destroyed. It, that that matter within the tree still exists. It just becomes something else. It becomes smoke, becomes ash, and molecules of carbon. All right. So DMT or NN dimethylip. The timonin. Tripamine. Yeah, that's, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> In medical talk is a hallucinogenic timipethine drug, sometimes referred to as trimetidemtree. This drug produces effects similar to those of psychedelics like LSD and magic mushrooms. DMT is a schedule I control substance. Oh, schedule one controlled sub substance in the United States, which means it's illegal to make, buy, possess, or distribute. Some cities have recently decriminalized it, but it's still illegal under state and federal law. Yeah, so some people use it like like religious services. Same thing with like ayahuasca, stuff like that. It's very peculiar. I never heard of that. Really? Yeah, like uh, Joe Rogan, you be swearing by it. Like, you can Google, you be like, hell. <laughs> well, it's like when you take melatonin and shit, it makes you like, yeah. Have wacko dreams. Or even nicotine does. Have you ever like went to sleep with a nicotine patch on? Nah. Or taken uh what's that? Um it's a it's a medication that helps you quit tobacco. Oh, you talk about Enchantix. The... Mm. So that shit makes you fucking really trip trip balls, like bad, bad dreams. You know something funny? I never got addicted to smoking. I can quit that. Like yeah. like uh like other pains like I had to I had a well, this this is not that kind of pod, but you know, I, I had a real bad. I used to watch porn a lot, 
something I, I now, now I don't really watch it as much anymore. But I used to have I went through my phase. Like I had to watch it. But you know, the, well, still, like this all makes you think like <clears throat> if there are spiritual entities out there mm. and let's say you have a Ouija board and you um can summon demons on it, like that mm. one movie, The uh, Exorcist, right? Mm. The girl was playing with a uh, Ouija board and she summoned Mr. Howdy, right? Right. Like, that seems like kind of innocent compared to drugs to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, what do you think of stuff about like meditation, right? So, you see, I got the Buddha over there. Like, one day I was meditating, right? <laughs> and I got like a weird, you ever had like weird, well, I don't know if you meditate, but I just felt like I wasn't alone anymore, like a weird energy came in as stopped i feel that all the time like have, oh. you ever, have you ever had like a house that where like you're sleeping and it's really quiet because when i sleep i kind of meditate because i have sleeping problems mm. so i just focus on like calming myself i clear my mind mm. i don't want to think about the things that stress me out and i just focus on my breathing and i just like feel the weight of my body and yeah i'll, I'll feel like i have i'm not alone in the room mm. and i'll just whip my dick out and start jerking off what the because if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be in here, we're gonna make shit real fucking awkward. Like if you're in the afterlife, here to torment me, hold on, I'm gonna make shit fucking work. The right? demon like, yo, I'm about to go get that one guy. I'm about to go get cool. Oh yeah, you've been trying to get for the past week. He starts jerking it. Like I know he felt my demonic energy, and he just thought I had to leave the room. Like have you ever seen these? Have you ever seen these like scary haunted movies? Like yeah. ghosts in the house, like par- paranormal. Yeah. And it's these cute little white folks, and they're fucking freaking out, videotaping themselves. Mm. Bro, I'll be jacking off like ghosts. <laughs> look here. All right, so look so, here. So look, I got my theory when it comes to ghosts and white people. I feel like ghosts only attack white people. Yeah. I, or, or paranormal stuff, right? So I feel like black people got added to the movies in recent years but before because if you look at stuff like emilyville horror wrong turn last house on the left or uh children of the corn these are not black areas well, well, here's the thing though you have to understand like back in the 70s and the 80s when all that shit was happening who were the most religious church going people black people you yeah. know what i'm saying like you have you know madam abel and she, She's walking around the neighborhood and spreading the good word, and everybody's like, "Oh, you know what I'm saying?" Mm. Like, and but all these white people over here using fucking drugs and shit, <laughs> fucking, they're, they're just asking to be haunted. And, but not only that, but they kind of ask for it. like, he's like in the movies, you know, you have white people walking into a, oh yeah, you know, sixteen people were murdered in this house. You see the little girl prance around with her bedroom toys in her box, and she's running up to her room like. If 17 people were killed in this apartment, you wouldn't get me in here. You know what? It's so funny. Uh, I feel like my last command was haunted. I was uh, hanging out with my homegirl, Vaughn. She, she a white girl. We heard a noise. She like, let's go check it out. You go check it out. <laughs> I'm going to stay right here. What, what we going to check it out for? Then what? Well, my next story is going to be one of those situations if, where the white boy checked it out. What if we go find what we looking for when we check it out? Then what? You know? It's like if like a, a a male or a female going through somebody's phone trying to find them cheating. You searching, you gonna keep searching till you find what you want to find. So I'm not searching, right? I'm not going to look for it. No, I'm fine. I don't need to. I don't need to find them. That's paranormal. that's why I don't get out of bed to see if there's somebody in the house because, like, let's say there's a burglar. He's gonna mm-hmm. walk on me jerking. He's gonna be real uncomfortable. <laughs> if it's a ghost, 
comes back from the afterlife, had a horrible life, and is has anger issues and wants to, you know, treat people like shit. He's gonna seem a dick. I'm, I'm, hopefully, I come on. You know what I mean? Or, or you can have an incubus or a succubus. The uh, incubus, ha <laughs> I found the right house tonight. Yeah, <laughs> succubuses, they they live within the human form. Oh yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we we, uh... we won't get into that. <laughs> Here's why I believe that uh, the spirits take over people, like demons take over people um, who are on drugs. Okay. Okay, so this is was back in 2012. I was uh, doing very well in my job. Mm-hmm. He can ask, taking names, and uh, my boss comes up to me one day and was like, "Hey, I want to write uh, a special assignment for you." I'm like, what you got? He's like, well, it's going to require require you to leave the continental United States okay. for a week. I was like, bang it, got it. Where are we going? We go to Singapore, we're going to Italy, where are we going? No, you're going to go to a secluded island in the fucking Pacific Ocean. <laughs> I was like, what? And so you're going to go to San Clemente Island. <clears throat> I'm like, okay, well, I've been there before and there's nothing there. It's, it's basically a military training ground for like EOD and SEALs. Like, they go there for like certain specialty trainings, like blowing shit up. And demolition and things of the nature. Well, of course, my job was with an ordinance, and um, I was going to go out there and uh, basically help these guys prepare for an inspection, make sure that their all their ordinance was in compliance with regulations and things of the nature. Easy, easy shit. Yeah, basically, what you're trying to say is the military need aviation ordinance, man. I, I know exactly what you're trying to yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I get on this little rickety ass fucking plane. I mean, it's. These planes, you fit, I think, eight people. Oh, and, man. Not, and then the pilots. So so they're like 10 people, 10 people planes. So I fly out to this fucking island, and I'm super excited because I get to see my good old buddy. His name is Johnny, right? And uh, so I'm like, good. You know, I was, I was, you know, known this guy for 10 years. And me and him, we fucking get down. And, so I fucking, and, and he hasn't aged. <laughs> he just got fatter, though. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, so I get there and I uh, check in with the guy. And it's a civilian guy. He's he's kind. Of, I like him, even though he's kind of a douchebag. Um, but he was like, I. So he took me there and we started going to work. He's like, all right, let's go out to the magazines, and um, we're gonna go start on stuff. I'm like, wait, got? I don't have a room yet. I was like, we, I need to get a barracks room so I can drop my fucking shit off because the office was riddled with fucking rats and spiders, right? Oh man! Like the cou- there was a couch in there and it looked like. You know, it was an orgy spot for the rats at midnight. Uh, it's, the Navy always got some type of casting couch thrown in a work center. That yeah, little casting couch, but there weren't no human beings fucking on it. <laughs> it like they picked it up from like a dumpster site or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just dirty and it just smelled like yeah. uh, an old person's house who died 10 years ago. That's what it smelled like. Fish tank rocks and garbage truck juice. So I, I was like, I don't want to leave my fucking clothes in there because they're going to start smelling like it. So yeah. I was like, so give me a room. So he so he calls up the barracks. Um, the barracks guy, and uh, they're like, oh, we don't have no rooms available. Because they just started condemning some of the buildings there, and they just transitioned to everybody who was stationed there permanently so they didn't have room for guests. Right. So the the, the boss was like, oh, you can come stay in my room. I'm like, I'm going to fucking stay in my room. <laughs> I know what you're going to try to do to me. Hey, <laughs> you came to my room one night to make sure I wasn't fucking some chick. I mean, what the, why do you think I'm going to come stay with you? They all right, cool. Yeah, you deserve your own room. So he was like, well, we'll figure it out. Like, we'll let them figure it out. You go to work. So we went out to work, had a good time, sitting there talking to the boys, hanging out with Johnny Tran. And he was like, hey, after after work, just go to, 
He's like, after work, let's go to go to Krusty Krab. We'll get some drink. But we don't want to eat that because you know why? I'm going to make you some pho. I was like, you're going to make me some pho? He's like, I'll make you some homemade pho. It'd be very good. I was like, God damn it. You're in, buddy. We're in. <laughs> so, uh, so we drive back. And I go and I'm talking to the barracks guy. He's like, yeah, I found your room. Sorry, it's one of the con- in one of the condemned barracks, but we still haven't shut the power or water off. We just need to take you in some furnitures, and you can go in there. It's a little dirty, a little cobwebs. And I was like, ah, I can fucking deal with it, all right? I mean, I'm going to bitch about this when I get back to the mainland. I'm going <laughs> to make some real stink about it. I'm going to get some per diem for living with the goddamn rats and spiders. But uh, so I... Go in there and they just take my furniture, threw it fucking in there, threw me some stale ass blankets. So I put my bags in there. I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking deal with this. I'm just gonna go to the Krusty Krab with Tran, and we're gonna drink and talk about the good old days. So we go down there, and uh, wait, hold on. So like you said, Krusty Krabs is the real place. Their name, the Krusty real Krab. name, is called the Salty Crab, but I can never. I always <laughs> call it the Krusty Krab for right. some stupid reason. I got you. I got you. And mind you, this is the only restaurant, only bar on base, and it's attached to the ship store. Literally, they call it the ship store and the MWR that has six computers. That's it. Mm. Because there's only like 80 to 100 people out there at any given time. And all the Marine or all the uh, Special Forces, they sleep on the fucking beach because they're getting their asses beat for training. Anyway, so we're getting drunk, you know, getting getting hammered, and he's like, okay, let's, let's get a duty driver to drive us back to a room. And we'll eat the pho. And I was like, okay. So we go up there, and I, ha- I I run over my room really quick and got a bottle of Honey Jack out of my bag. Okay. Honey Jack is important. Pay attention to this part of the story. <laughs> so we go. Uh, so I go back over there, and he pulls out these instant bowls of pho. <laughs> it's not homemade pho. It's not authentic pho. It is pour water in some dried noodles and let it sit for three minutes. So I'm kind of pissed off. But because I was misled, he misled me. I'll t- I tell him this every day. <laughs> and um, so I was like, okay, that's cool because I got a full, I got a bottle of Honey Jack. We'll just drink and still shoot the shit. So, anyways, we eat our pho and we drink about three quarters of the bottle. I'm pretty drunk. He's passing out. I'm about to say because he like he like a lightweight. That guy, that guy can be sober. He still has a hard time getting his. <laughs> But he got a half a bottle of Jack Dagnall's in him. He's, he really can't keep his eyes open. So I was like, all right. So he passes out on the floor of his own fucking room. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back and I'm going to shower and go to bed. Because it is already late and tomorrow I'm going to be hurting. I got a lot of work to do. Yeah. So I go in. And so the, the room that I'm in is attached to another room. So you have a kitchen and you have a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And they're shared by two different rooms. So you have one room on one side and one room on the other. And in the middle is these kitchens. Okay. So I go and I lock the door to the kitchen and I go around and I lock the bathroom door on the, the other person's side so they couldn't get in. Turn the water on, heat it up, probably get all the fucking dirt, dirt and shit out. Strip down to my Joes and I'm about ready to take my Joes off. And I hear a fucking banging on the door. Boom, 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 boom. Like someone's trying to bang this door off the fucking hinges. <laughs> well, me, I'm drunk. And I'm like, this is probably the most in shape I've ever been. You know what I mean? I'm bench pressing upwards of 500 pounds. You know, I'm a powerlifting monster. And I am I got a big head. And I'm in my Joe's. I'm going to fight someone. So I'm like, all right, motherfucker. And he's like, boom, 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 boom. So I fucking go and unlock the, uh, unlock the little chain link. Oh, dang, you didn't even look. You just opened it. Open the door. Okay. 
and I froze dead in my <laughs> fucking where I'm standing. There's a dude sitting there standing there. I mean, he's he's you know about six two. Oh, medium medium build, maybe two hundred twenty pounds. And there's no life in this dude's eyes. He's just sitting there staring at me, breathing heavy. <sighs> I'm like, now I'm like getting those little creepy crinkles up my fucking neck. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. he's like, uh, hey man, uh, what's up? He's like, you're not supposed to be here. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. I don't know what's going on here, but hey, they put me in here last minute. I didn't want to be here, but this is what I got. He's like, you're not supposed to be here. Like, yeah, I get it. You said that. <laughs> you're kind of scaring me, man. And then, like, he just, like, the look on his face. Like, it's not just his voice. It is the look on his face. Like, mm. he looks like his soul has left his body. Like, if you've seen, like, Walking Dead, and when somebody opens up a fucking closet, and there's a goddamn zombie in there without the rotted face, mind you. That's what he's going to look like. Gotcha. I'll lose it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm fucking scared. And uh, so he's slowly taking small steps towards me into the room. Mm. And like the room is probably as wide as this, you know, this dining area. It's not. Pretty big area, I must say myself. <laughs> I, I got a whole lot of room to move. So I'm like slowly back yeah. up. I can, barely, so, I can barely change my mind again. So my, <laughs> so my brain is thinking like, Cause I'm kind of drunk, you know. I mean, right. Let's let's get this guy distracted. Let's get him distracted. Get him get him on the other side of the door. I lock it again. And I was like, "Hey, man. Uh, so uh, you were you down across the crab drinking? No, I don't drink. So now I'm like, well, if you're not drunk, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> All right. I'm on a military fucking base. What's going on? And he just keeps walking forward slowly. I'm like, hey, man. So hold on. So so so. At any point in time, did you think he was some type of like? A restless spirit. So, I still felt like I was alone in the room. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, I didn't feel like I was communicating with a human being. I got you. Okay. Even though, like, it was a human being in front of me, I was just, like, I was baffled. You know what I mean? I didn't know what to think. So, I'm like, hey, man. um," And I looked into his room, and I seen some books. I'm like, oh, you're reading? I read that book, too. What's your favorite part? And he's like, do not look past me. <laughs> hey. like, oh, oh, sorry. I'm looking at you in the eye, man. I'm looking at you guys. Okay, we're good. And uh, so I, I leaned back. This whole thing happened. It, it was in a five-minute time frame. Mm. It felt like two hours. Mm. So I'm like, I look over and I have that that quarter quarter bottle of Jack Daniels. I'm like, yeah. hey, man, you want to drink with me? Like, we have a drink. We can fucking talk and shit and get it heart to heart. And he takes a bottle from me. And like takes it and fucking smashes it out of nowhere, like right behind my head. And oh man! The glass explodes and booze goes all over like everything I have. So now you smell honey jack. Yeah. So now it's like this smell of honey jacks in the air. Everywhere. And stale spider fucking infested rat shit. And I got a fucking zombie standing in front of me. So by this point, I'm about two feet from the wall mm. behind me. And he's already walked forward. And I was like, hey, man, you know what? It's good. It's good. It's good. And then I was like, what do you drink? What's going on? What's what's bothering you? Like, we could talk about this. Right. And he reaches in his pocket and pulls out a little baggie with little crystals in it. And then it fucking hit me. This was a time frame. Have you you uh, remember 
in Florida. That dude that ate that guy's face under the fucking freeway. Yeah, uh, there's a rapper. I think his name was like Big Lurch or something like that. Yeah, he ate his face. And I was like, dude, this is crazy because it was bath sauce in his arm. Yeah. Well, this motherfucker pulled out bath sauce. Oh, and man. this the guy got his face ate probably like a week or two prior to this. So there? Thinking, oh, oh, people's eating faces on base? No, no, no. Oh, like that, <laughs> okay. that incident happened about I got you. I got two you. weeks prior to this. So now I'm you. thinking, oh, God, they're going to find my dead body. Not <laughs> up. He's going to fucking eat me. So now I'm starting to fucking, my adrenaline start to pick up. Right. And I'm like, okay, so I need to fucking get this guy out of here. I need to go fucking get some help. And, like, I, I think I was trying to distract him by saying something else. And he was like, it's over. It's all over. And he fucking grabs him. Oh, so hold on. Wait, so before he started choking you, what did he, like, he do with his bath sauce? Did he tuck him back in make sure they were safe? Yeah, he, like, he pulled him out and put him back in. Oh, yeah. Right? And then he just like, it's over. It is all over. And he fucking grabs me by my throat and slams me against the wall. Strongest person I've ever felt in my life. And I've been in some scraps with some dudes like your size. I've been in some scraps. I'm a, and I'm a big ass dude. Yeah. <laughs> and this was, I've never felt anybody so strong. But to my advantage, he had both hands on my neck, which yeah. meant my hands were free. Yeah. And I'm strong as fuck, dude. So I fucking take, I push my hands up and I fucking like spread them out. I did a little spread, even got his yeah. hands off. And I'm like, okay, so the, my fucking goal is to get him out of this room. I'm going to push him into the, into the fucking back, uh, kitchen. So I grab him, pick him up, and I start running as hard as I could. And I tried to throw him into that the kitchen, mm. but I, I fucking hit his head on the side of the door. It's like smack. And we both fell on the ground. Like he hits, he hits the deck hard. And he's limp. Look it up. His eyes are open. Oh, man. Looking at the ceiling. And blood starts flowing across the white tile. And I'm like, oh no. I mean, he just caught a body. Oh, let's go, this guy. But the first thing that popped in my head, because I'm drunk. You safe. And I'm like, dude, this, like my career. It because won't be I'm a ready. way you can explain that. I'm they gonna think you got drunk. I'm and drunk you, yeah, and I just yeah. fucking busted this dude's wig open. Yeah. And he's laying on the floor and he he's dead. Alcohol-related like, oh, incident. Yes. You, you done. <laughs> so I'm like, oh God, no, my career's over because I'm just about to, I'm getting in a dance, I'm marrying a hot chick. They're probably gonna put me in Leavenworth. My life is ruined. So I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. So now that he's unconscious or dead or something, I'm like, okay, so now I'm pretty safe. So I'm like, let me try to fucking hide this. So I'm like, hey buddy, you okay? I thought you try to hide the body. <laughs> no, like, I, got you, I, got you. I was gonna try to wake him up and tell him like it's okay, like don't tell on me too. Right. So I start shaking him and he just like in like just like the movie snaps to looks at me and grabs me like around my back of my head and starts pulling me in and trying to bite my fucking face oh man so i just start punching and i'm fucking punching him all over his face and i fucking like push off of him and i jump and my momentum sends me forward into his room and i i boogie out his door and i'm running across the uh the parking lot which is nothing but gravel and i'm running to trans room now i'm fucking in my I'm in my jokes. My oh. fucking dick's all hanging. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> at this point, I'm fucking crying. Oh, God, no, he's going to kill me. And then he, I hear yelling, I'm going to eat your flesh. Your soul is mine. I'm like, oh, God, no. And the fog's rolling in. Like, you can't see shit. It's the fog coming in, man. The only way I can find my way to this, Johnny Johnny's room is is because the light's on. So I run and I'm beating on his door. I'm like, oh, fuck, let me in. Let me in. He's going to fuck kill me. I can't see that. 
like the the building anymore. Because right. I don't know if he's behind me. So I think he's behind me, and I just don't hear nothing anymore. I'm like, this motherfucker's coming. So I'm trying to beat this door down. He's not fucking answering the door. You, you know. So I'm beating on his door for like two, three minutes, losing my fucking mind. I got tears rolling down my face. Every 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 Asian homeboy I got that I got fucked up with, they they're they're done. Once the drink hit them, they're done. Yeah. They're I don't know done. Why that is. That made no sense. Anyway, so the guy who lives next to him opens their door, comes out full uniform. I was like, oh god, no! And I fucking ran over and I shoved him out of the fucking way and mushed his face, shut the door, and was like, oh god, I'm gonna fucking die. He's gonna fucking kill me. And this dude's looking at me, my dick hanging out, <laughs> my Joe's blood all over me. And he's just like, what, bro, what the fuck? I was like, I just got fucking attacked by a dude on, on drugs. I was like, he's trying to fucking kill me. He's like, oh God. He's like, hey, I'm, well, I'm the duty driver. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you and throw you in the van. I'm gonna drive you across the island to security and we're gonna we're gonna let them know. I'm like, okay, but don't go out there, he'll fucking kill us. He'll fucking kill us. He can't it, 15 minutes take it took me him to calm me down, uh, and uh, he's like, "Dude, you smell like booze and like blood and vomit and shit." And I was like, "I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I've been drinking." <laughs> <laughs> me, no, no. And I just got attacked in my room. I was getting shot. The water's still running, and uh, so he's like, "Okay, so there's two of us. There's only one hand, so we can make it. So let's go." So he calms me out and going out, right? And we run to the van. We get in there. No one's coming for. It's like, okay, let's go. So he gets on the phone. He's like, hey, I got, I got something. I got something. We need, uh, we need everybody out here. All right. So he, he drives me across the fucking island, security, and these guys are all waiting. So I get out. The first thing they do is throw me on my fucking face. <laughs> Cuff me up. Rough, like, they were not nice about it. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this. Strap me down to this fucking chair. Now I feel like I'm fucking a war prisoner in Afghanistan. Yeah. And this woman walks in. She's like the OIC for the base, basically. She's like, what in the fuck is going on? I got blood on me. I'm in my joke. My dick's still hanging out. Like, every saw my dick. Everybody <laughs> saw it. Oh, well, I mean, I get it. You're scared. Like, you didn't put it away. Like, it's already out. Fuck it. <laughs> what am I going to do? And I got Jack Dagnall's kind of on me, too. So I smell like booze. I'm blown on me. And she's like, what happened? I told her the story, right? And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Where is he? Where is this guy? Where were you staying? So she's like, okay, go go to this room. Hurry. So she sends a couple guys out in their police car. And they go there. And they call. I hear them calling the radio. Because they're all in the same fucking room. Yeah. Like, this ain't a big building. Right. Yeah, uh, there's blood all over the fucking floor. Looks like someone got murdered in here. <laughs> but no one's here, though. And she's like, where's the body? And they're getting all tough with me and shit. I'm like, I don't know. He's trying to kill me. I just defend myself. And uh, I'm, I'm bawling and shit. And I'm fucking got my dick hanging out. What am I going to do, right? And um, they're, so, so they're like, we're going to search the base. So they fucking wake everybody on the island up that works in security, which is like six people. <laughs> Everybody's fucking driving around. I'm sitting there talking to her, explaining the story again and again. And I ask her, I'm like, hey, so, so what's going to happen to me? She's like, oh, you're in trouble. It looks to me like you killed somebody. <laughs> and she's like, and you're drunk. You're very, very drunk. And yeah, you're in trouble regardless. There's no way. Like, even if he attacked you, you're in trouble. 
Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna get my pay raise. I was gonna get a lot of money. I'm about to get married. I'm gonna get married to a really hot chick. My life is ruined. I'm fucking losing my mind. And uh, yeah, like so, I'm sitting there fucking drooling on myself. Three hours later, somebody on the fucking radio. Oh, oh my god, we found him! And she's like, "What's going on?" They're like, "Hold on, hold on." And they get out, and then you can just hear, "Hey, stop!" Oh, oh, fuck! Oh, fuck! (laughs) And then radio silence. And then she's like, Unit two, where are you? Unit two, where are you? Every every other unit, or like is there like three or four police cars? Yeah. Like, where are you? And no one's coming on. They're like, oh Jesus. So they're fucking all hit their fucking head, their their code lights, and they're fucking driving all over this island trying to find this. Oh, so 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 like they end up leaving you there by yourself or they, they left a person with you? There was one, there was a corpsman, uh, uh that one OIC woman and another MA. Hmm. Everybody else is out. And then the, the one of the units is like, oh yeah, yeah, I got right. Oh my God, they're fighting. So he's like, okay, we're going. So it, like everybody showed up, and then every unit was radio silence, and she's trying to call them, and no one's fucking picking up. So now all three of us, the corpsman, me, and her, are freaking the fuck out because like, it's like it's, you know, no one's answering, and it started with a conflict. Now she's looking at you like maybe his story got some validity to it. Yeah. Anyway, so. 15 minutes later, someone comes up. Oh, all right, we got him detained. Oh, oh, oh God, we're, we're heading back to the place. He's all winded and shit, and the whole time he's sitting there like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should have been nice about it. That's what I'm, ta- that's what, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so they bring, they bring him around the back. They bring him in a different entrance so I didn't get to see him. And they fucking took him in, tied him down, and one of the MAs come in. He's got fucking scuffed up. He's his uniform's all fucked up. His fucking his gun belts on sideways, and it looked like they was in a tangle. Mm. You know, what I mean, it looked like they was scrapping pretty mm. good. And he was breathing hard. He's like, yeah, we got him in there. You need to see this. You need to fucking see this. So she goes in there. I'm like, don't go, don't go. You're gonna die. He's gonna kill you. <laughs> and she's like, fine, stop it. So she goes in. She's in there for, I don't know, 45 seconds. Comes out. Her face is white. And she's like, uh, anyways, so remember how I told you uh, you was in trouble? Well, yeah. Yeah, you're not. No, no, no. That's the exorcism going on in there. This guy <laughs> is on drugs. And they found drugs on him. They found assholes on him. Like, I know he tried to eat me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking losing my goddamn mind. Anyways, but she's like, yeah, but he's, he's severely injured. He has a really bad cut on his head and it goes down to the skull we need a life flight him out so she so does jesus <laughs> so she calls the mainland like hey we need uh we need emergency services we need a helicopter we need life flight somebody out and we need you guys to bring armed personnel because he is not right he's a 5150 right so they're like okay come on, come on. so they come out and then they let me get up shower change check me for injuries and they're like okay now you get to go back to your uh room I was like, what room? The one with all the blood? And they're like, oh, yeah, you can't go there. We'll bring your stuff to you. So I got to fucking sleep in the back office of this fucking building. <laughs> like on a cot where they, like the drunk tank. So I sleep in there. And then when I wake up, it's NCIS coming to get me. Oh. And they fucking, all right, all right, Mr. Cooper, let's put your clothes on. Let's, uh, let's do an interview. I'm like, oh, Jesus. My, my. They did a red kid on you, didn't they? <laughs> Not this time. Oh, that was... <laughs> Not on this one. 
But uh, so anyways, I put my alcohol in glass soaked fucking uniform on. I go in there and he, and I was like, he didn't really ask me, which is just what happened. So I told him the same story I told the other bitch. And he's like, yeah, this sounds pretty scary. Uh, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna, we're gonna set you up with some counseling. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> he's like, so, but how do you feel? Like, how do you really feel mentally? I'm like, well, I feel pretty good because I'm on the body, you know? I feel pretty good, you know, because I'm like, <laughs> I feel, I feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna great. Anyways, so then my boss comes and gets me, the, or the guy that was in charge of the, the um, munition site, he comes and gets me. He's like, bro, we heard everything. He's like, I'm so sorry. You want to go back home today? I'm like, no. I won it. I won that fight. <laughs> so they, they sent me home anyways, and when I, when I got back, um, yeah, my OIC, my 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 CEO, they all came to talk to me. Like, yeah, yeah, are you okay? Uh, yeah, we heard about what happened on the island. We just want to say we're so sorry that we sent you. So I was going out there to help him. Right. And I go out there and, and somebody tries to fucking eat me. You know. So 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 I got two questions. So was the dude like? Did they know he was staying there, or did he just set up there and that was just his so, bath sauce spot? So what what they told me afterwards, <clears throat> um, they didn't actually tell me. Tell me, they told the people I worked with, like training uh-huh. boss. They told them that he was one of the CBs that was temporarily out there too, mm-hmm. and um, he was. They basically build like targets for people, to, the Navy to blow up. Right. And uh, yeah, they said that he was like eating bath salts and shit, and he was uh, had to go and he had to get a bunch of staples on his head and shit like that. But uh, yeah, so he was he was Navy and he was like deranged and shit. Man, it's fucking wild, man. That's that. And it's, it's that one of the stories that I, I tell people, and they're like, "I don't believe it." I don't believe you it. You know what? It, it, it's you know, my years of being in, it's just crazy stuff happens in the military. We do all this traveling. We go to all these different places. You got every person in America. There's all these different states that join. You got people from. Nebraska. I'm from Detroit. You got people from everywhere. So you got all these different people coming in and we going to all these different places. The combination of stories that can happen is endless in my mind. Well, here, But here's the thing, though, and this is why I, I want to relate this to the paranormal is because, like, it's easy for me to tell a story about how scary this guy looked. But when, when I looked into his eyes, like, it was... It was like I was encountering like a demon or something. Like the fear that hit me when mm-hmm. I seen this person. Because like really, like I've been attacked by people on drugs. Like I, I used to work, you know, base police. Mm-hmm. I've had, I've been in lots of scraps. You know what I mean? I've encountered other people on drugs. I've drunk people. I mean, I've I've been through a lot of that stuff. But this was like unlike anything I've ever experienced, even to this day. Mm-hmm. And the way that he looked at me and, and the the distance the distance consciousness within him and his motivations were like, un- it was unexplainable. Like, what are you doing? Like, but you, you'd have to be in that situation to really understand why I would think that it was like, it could have been like what my grandpa's always taught me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you're like, you know, I'm so high on drugs, it's demons enter your body because you're going to do things you never would do. And he looked like a nice fucking fella outside of, you know, his eyes being blank. And, you know, he, he was reading Game of Thrones. He's a, he was a fucking Harry Potter nerd. You know okay. what I mean? 
It's like he was in, like any other any other day. He would have been one of those kind of people that I mean, we probably want to hang out with him. But I mean, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> he plays Magic the Gathering somewhere with a group of people. Uh, he's been chilling. Somebody mothered the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had a family, but it was it was just like you'd have to see it. You only you have to experience that to see that person and how they acted, how they moved, how they looked, how their eyes looked, mm. to really feel that that person there was more to it there was more than just a person with there was mentally unstable okay there was, there was something pushing him to do something and to me it felt like it was a demonic possession when it comes to that and now that i think about it i, I might i might have to i might have to agree so when i first started smoking uh first started smoking weed right i was i was young uh with a couple of my homies, you know, I ain't gonna say their names. Some of my listeners, hi. Um, we were, we were all chilling, um, and the, the night before, we were just at a party that got shot up. So I remember my first time having a bullet whiz by my face. I didn't duck down because I thought oh, I'm too young to die. I just you think you're invincible. Yeah, I'm just like it's not happening. It's going. If you see news, it's not going to happen to me. Now that I'm old, I go home. I'm like, Detroit, dangerous. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go where I know I can go. But younger, I'm like, I'm in the most dangerous hoods. I'm at all these parties. But what I've learned is that if that bullet were to hit you, that is the minute that you would feel fear and then knew that you were mortal. You know what I yeah. Because mean? I was the same way. Even that day, like, because I said, like, I was fucking, I answered that door. I opened yeah. the door and I was ready to fuck somebody up. And when I opened that door, there was something there that I did not expect. Mm. And it came turned out to be more than I could handle. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I got off, luckily. You know what I mean? Right. But if I wouldn't have been powerlifting, like, what if it was somebody else? What if it was Tran, my buddy? There's no way that that guy could have been. Oh, him. yeah. He would have been done. <laughs> he, he would, we would have found him eating. He would have been dead. Like, uh, I would have killed him. Yeah. There was nothing that was going to pull that guy off. Because even, I like, when they brought him to that police station, it was several hours later. It was several hours later, and he was still trying to fucking gnaw like people's fucking arms off. Uh. You know what I mean? So it's like that sense of vulnerability. Like you're not gonna understand that kind of fear until it happens. Until it happens. It's it's so crazy because it's like bullets is bullets whiz by me, and I just okay. It sound it don't it don't sound scary if if that makes sense. It's not what you expect. It's not, yeah, it's like, oh, that's low key sound cute, like a cute sound. Um, but after this, right, chilling with one, one of my homeboys, we had it, we had, we had this house and we talking about it. Brings you back to drugs. Uh, he was fucked up. He randomly hopped up, grabbed a gun, and aimed it at us. So we like, ah, we laughing. And then he goes, takes this clip, hear the safety click off. I'm like, yo, what? Are you, what are you doing? He just looking at. It. I'm like, oh, you about to? I'm like, and I snuck out the house. My mom don't even know I'm here. I'm about to be. And at the time when we were younger, we used to we used to take houses that people moved out of, run cables from another house to another house. So two houses down, we in this abandoned house upstairs. Wires ran up in this attic, chilling, drinking. And I guess he was smoking, but got a bad batch of whatever he was smoking. He's doing amazing now. I'm not going to say his name. But he pulled his gun out on us. 
It's like, y'all, y'all plotting on me. Like, what are you talking about? Last night, we didn't, we was with you. We left together. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm the one that's, I'm trying to calm them down. And I'm like, all right. We, I'm like, everybody put your hands out. And the night that night, I wasn't scared, but I was scared at that moment because it, it became real. Like, oh, this person I know is right in my face. I wasn't even as scared as when I got a gun put on me when I was about a, a, a cop when I was twelve because they just said I looked like somebody. I wasn't. I was scared at that moment because like, all right, this is the person that knows me. And, you know, people say, you know, watch out for the people that's the closest to you, right? That's when that kind of lesson clicked for me. And it makes me think about what you was kind of saying earlier. Like, was it something that just took control of him to 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 to, to further, it could be further uh, agenda right? or and, whatever and, have and, you? And similarly, like many years later, I, uh, I had a friend and I would take him out drinking. We'd go and sleep in together. We'd, mm-hmm. we'd great dude one of those wholesome kind of guys and uh well, he would drink to a certain point and mm. drink these jack diagonals and it wouldn't be a gradual transition it would be a fast transition and he'd be sitting there having a good time and all of a sudden he would just be like he would go straight face and snap and he would just get this look in his eyes and he would just want to fight everybody like i went to a new year's party with one of my one of my other friends i hadn't seen him in years and uh he was drinking Jack Daniels. We were having a news party, and he was drinking. And we were going to go out and go to the bar and you know do what we we gents do. Mm. And we was getting ready to leave, and he just went. He just snapped, and he just wanted to fight everybody in front of me. Mm. Like the only person that I could get that he wouldn't fight was me. But he would just get this look in his eye, and he'd be like, and it would happen in different levels of intoxication too. Mm. Like he would do that after like two drinks. What? Yeah, but he he could hold his drinks, but he would just. And it was the look in his eye. You know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. the eyes that gave it away. That Like, I knew that he was ready to, to fight somebody. And this happened, like, four or five times. Mm. He, I knew he was ready to fight because how his eyes would look. His eyes would get really wide. His his face would go slack. Mm. And he would just... But he would never remember it. He would never remember anything. Mm. I was like, how can you remember? You drink it. Like, I drank more than you did. And you blacked out and, and lost your fucking cool and tried to fight somebody. He's like, I don't want to fight these people. He said, I never wanted to fight your friends. Like, I'll go over there and apologize. He went over there and apologized. He said, hey, man, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean to do that. I'm just, I don't remember it. And I believe him because it happened like four or five times. Mm. And then he ended up he ended up actually uh, getting doing that again somewhere else when I wasn't with him. And uh, they threw his ass out of the party. Like These guys grabbed him and like, get the fuck out of here. And he got in his car and drove away and flipped his truck. Mm. Went to the hospital and was hospitalized for a few weeks. Got got fired from his job, kicked out, and then he moved down to uh, he moved back to wherever I think Mississippi or Tennessee. And he quit drinking. He's on the wagon and he has a beautiful family and he's happy. Oh, that's so. But it was just I mean, yeah, a lot of people get drunk when a fight. I mean, I can't say that I've never been drunk when I fight somebody. Which is rare. I never get, really get that drunk, but once again, when that situation with the the basalt guy, it I have I revisit those images when I look at it. Mm. You know, for me, it's strange. When I get drunk, I get quiet. So I'm naturally a talkative person. Talk. I talk to everybody, but when I get drunk, I get quiet. 
and I'm listening, or I look like I'm really like deep in thought. When that I'm might drunk. be a good thing. Huh? That might be a good thing. That might be your body's natural defense mechanism to mm. prevent. That's that, that's how that's how I am. Like if I'm drunk, I'm, I'm just calm. Like people are, I'm like yeah, blah 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 blah. But you know, oh, he fucked up. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he talking. Yeah. Like, but like, like we're on podcasts and stuff. So I want to ask everybody. Like, I'm pretty sure every, well, most people listening to this has been in this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And just think about it. Think about you know the chances that maybe there's you know demonic spirits that target people who who let let go like that and mm. change the state of the brain enough to where something can invade their bodies. You know what I mean? It's like I'm pretty sure everybody's got stories like this. I'm pretty sure that. Uh, Everybody knows somebody who has been been that person that oh I blacked out and did something really fucking stupid. Like where where did you go when you blacked out? Because something somebody was controlling your brain. Like you can't uh-huh. just follow. You, you don't black out and and function. Right. Unless you're oh, sleepwalking. Yeah, sleepwalk yeah, okay. Okay. You know what? And I never. It's so crazy. I never really thought about it like that. It's just all oh, oh, blacked out. No, you blacked out. So who took? So like. Like when people say like, oh, who like who was that last night? That's not you. Ah. Or or like because I've been drunk several times in my younger years. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm old as fuck. But when I was in my twenties, I would get drunk to the point where I would like throw up. I black out. I wouldn't be able to remember the night. Mm. But I wasn't able to do anything other than fucking fall down and, and throw up. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe that's me, but um. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Not yeah. saying that I'm protected by angels or anything. I, I don't get demonically possessed, but I mean, I, I I get drunk a lot, but I don't do much that I regret. I mean, right. one, there's one time I did get really drunk, and I did a lot of shit. And it was all in one night. Mm. And I was trying. I told one girl that I just met. I loved her, and I want to have babies with her. And I've known her for four hours. Mm. And then I tried fighting some fucking Japanese police. Mm. My friend saved me every single time. I know. <laughs> I know one dude that got drunk and got married. <laughs> so it was a hangover, a hangover uh, story. He got drunk and got married. I was like, he's like, woke up, left, had the had the paper in his pocket. Just wow, wow. You know what? I, the the places I should have got drunk and I really didn't. Fleet Week. I remember Fleet Week. I remember coming back to the boat naked, but they they get drunk. You came back before naked was that? But I mean, think about it. Like, well, you, I gave my uniform up in like the first hour. I did not know. I didn't realize how valuable our uniform was. This girl put this up in a limo, and I was like a slut. I gave it up easy. My first time of uh, my guy be able to be in a girl's position, I gave everything up. I, I'm Mr. Easy. Naked you. Blast. Take it off. <laughs> Dixie cup. It's yours. <laughs> like, I was easy. The girl was like, oh, okay. And marked the whole uniform off. And then you, you found out. And I found out. It's like, oh, you must supposed to you must just gave him like the handkerchief or something. I'm like, oh. You might as well just buy the hooker. Right? My whole uniform I had to rebuy. <laughs> oh man, that was a fun night. But yeah, I guess I got possessed at that moment. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean but the thing is, is, like when those incidents do happen, like you remember next to nothing about it. Or like when I was trying to fight those Japanese police, I remember parts of it. Mm. I don't remember why I was wearing. Mm. Like, why would I try to do that? Mm. And everybody asks themselves that. Like, why would I try to do that? Why would I do something like that? Like, just like that one guy, nice as can be, 
wholesome fucking guy, and you'd get a certain amount of alcohol in him, and he would just try to fight everybody. He would just like he you know he'd just lose his mind. Like, there's one night we were at this bar for ten minutes, and we I get I bought him a beer and a couple shots, and he turned around and he's like being a fucking pretty much a pig to this chick behind us, and mm. she was married to a, a fairly large fellow. Mm. And they, the guy came out and sat down. He wasn't even being a dick. He was like, hey, man, she's with me. And then he just stood up like, like erect, like un, ah. unnaturally, like stood up like a stiff board. It was kind of like certain parts, like his arms were limp. And then he just pick up a chair and tried to throw it. And it just went that way, you know, went completely opposite direction. Mm. By then, I'm on top of him like, bro, what are you doing? And he just has that look in his eyes. And he just won't stop looking at that person. He's got his eyes set on. I'm like, what are you gonna do? What are you, are you gonna? I'm like, I'm right here. Look at me. And he just like tongue hanging out. And, and then I get him out on the street, and I'm like, all right, we're done. I'm taking you out of here. You had like four shots, and then he would come back and be like, where are we going next, man? <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> what the fuck you mean? We're going. To, I'm. I'm taking. I'm gonna put lay you down on my couch, and I'm gonna go down to Danny's and get us something to eat. I'm gonna be back up. I'm gonna eat if you were asleep. If you're awake, we're both gonna eat. If you leave this apartment, I'm gonna kill you. You know what? You know what? So there's one blackout. My homie told me about. This is San Diego. I my first weekend. My homeboy, he's bouncing at this club. He's a bouncer. So he takes me out. Like, he gets off his ship early. He takes me around. I get I get fucked up. Apparently, I went and licked the side of his old lady's face and said, what did I say? Did you say, I'm I said, Tyrone? I said, no, I said, I'm Tyrone. I'm going to fuck your wife. No, I didn't say that. She's with her man. I said, oh, you taste like taffy. And then walked off. <laughs> Like, no, nah. I was like, I didn't do that. He's like, yeah, man, tell you about it the next day. And then he's like, yeah, man, he was just, uh, uh, because at the time, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think. I broke up with my ex, and then I was, I went through my little dry spell. I think every guy got there when they go through a time where, you know, I just got there, so I'm trying to get my footing. So, you know, I was dry, I didn't have anything. So, I was, I guess I was horny. <laughs> And um, yeah, and then I guess I got, uh, I didn't, I and also didn't eat that night. So I went between two big girls and I grabbed them both near me. And I'm like, I'm a sandwich. I'm a sandwich. <laughs> so I, I did all this in the course of like 30, 45 minutes. I didn't, I'm like, I didn't do that. He's like, I had to get you out of there. He's like, I didn't want San Diego to tear you apart. Because then, oh, then, then, then girls try to take advantage of that situation. Didn't they? Oh, yeah, no, they, they were trying to get me out of there. <laughs> so from, from from what I was told, I was told if you get drunk and you don't eat, your body going to try to go where the food at. And those girls, like, they knew where the food was at. Mm-hmm. And nothing gets my big girls. I know y'all probably, y'all throw it down. I throw it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they say they give the best blowjobs. I think it's a motivation factor there. I think I, I, and I don't even want to change the the, the tone of the pie, but I, I'll tell you once we get off, it's a it's a theory I have behind that. I don't even know if I'm gonna keep this little part in. I might just leave it in. People are like, what did he say? We all went on watch. Oh, but yeah, I do have a theory on that. I do have a theory on that. 
pretty yeah. good there. <clears throat> so what is your what is your take on ghosts? Um, so my take on ghosts. Um, oh, I said I, I said I was gonna tell this story. So when I was younger, um, my uncle used to come up from Tennessee. Uh, most of my family is from the south, so I have a lot of family that's from the south. Um, and he used to come down, and he came down with his friend. His friend had a daughter named Francesca. So it was me, Francesca, and my brother, and we're in Detroit. We're downstairs at my house off Kendall, off, off Linwood and Davidson, the area I grew up in. And this house we lived in, right? I haven't told this story in a pile. Look at that first. This is the first. So the house we stayed in, a guy was buried in the backyard. The guy that first got the house built when he died. It's a if you whoever friends me on Facebook, you go through my videos. It's the video of me going through the back, going to the 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 tombstone. It's right behind the window. Me and my brother slept in. We had bump beds or whatever. And behind that is a church. So we stayed behind a church, right? So before before I get into the, what happened with Francesca, so one night we got a knock at the door, right? We go, it's just like, old man at the door, like, get out of my house. Like, what? Like, whatever. We go sit down. He's at the window. Get out of my house. I'm like, whoa, no. Nah. No, nah, I'm like, he, he can't move that fast. So we, lights turn off. I'm freaking out. So we little kids. I'm like, no, this ain't happening. Right. So this part I'm a little shaky on because my mind, I, I block it out. I felt he was in the living room and said, get out my house. And then my mom pulled up and then lights came on. So tell my mom about it. She said, what do you guys talk about? Told my grandma. She said, oh, that's Ernest. That used to that sound like Ernest. They used to live here, and they got it on this house. I'm like, no, nah, quit playing. You joking? <laughs> so that, and then so when we the fast forward back to Francesca, we were sitting there telling stories. So she's telling us her her version of uh, stories from Mexico and the stuff that happened. And then she all of a sudden she was like, "It's some weird energy in here." I'm like, huh? And she looked at the window. It's, those old senioritas seem to seem to know how to sense certain and then things we, like that. We looked at the window and we seen this slow moving body through the alley. So we also stayed down the street from a crack house. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, here's a crack, it's a crackhead <laughs> going through the alley. But it was, it was like, it was like, wasn't like a part of the reality. It was kind of like, how can I explain it? It was moving, but like shift moving. Where it's like robotic, but it was like it was moving where the one arm was going up, but then the next movement happened. Like it's moving slow, but snapped to the next movement really, really fast, but slow at the same time. And then it went like it looked at us from the alley, like to the left. I'm like, whoa. And then Francesca was like, she went and just closed the blinds. She said, mm mm. Nope. And we just stayed up, scared the rest of the night. Just staring at each other? Yeah. So, and at that time, I called myself trying to flirt with her. And she's like, well, we leave in the morning. Let's just stay up. And I remember just falling asleep, waking up. She's gone. I'm like, where's French at? They halfway to Tennessee. They in Kentucky somewhere. I'm like, ah. So she, she, she told me about it later. She, matter of fact, my last time meeting up with her in person, 
I seen her when we was kids. My last time was when my uncle passed in Wheaton, Tennessee, and I brought that up. She's like, oh, yeah, I stayed up the whole time while y'all was asleep and just watched the window. Did she see anything? Um, She just said it felt like the person was, like, resonating outside the window. And I, I, I was telling her as a kid, I used to always sleep with my back against the wall because I felt like every time I turned the other way, I always felt like it was somebody standing there. Every single time, I, I couldn't sleep. Like even to this day, like I kind of, I kind of do that sometimes. So, did you ever ever have any dreams of of anything when you lived in that location? Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's like I don't dream now. I don't have dreams now, but I had like dreams then. I don't dream at all. I just go to sleep, wake up. So, do you think do you think dreams are linked to the spiritual world? Um, to a degree, but then I think about the people that don't dream. What does that mean? <laughs> well, so they say that everybody dreams. It's just whether or not you can remember. Because I, I've had dreams where I would have them, mm-hmm. like a while ago, like maybe even years ago, and I don't remember them. And then something will happen in my life that will remind me of that dream, like, mm-hmm. or another dream will remind me of the dream. Okay, like oh, I dreamed of that. So <clears throat> my next, I have another story. Okay. And this is this is involving dreams, right? So, when I was when I was a baby, I was really close with my grandma. Mm-hmm. I was, she was the first person to hold me, and she was the first person to point out that I was a ginger. Oh my God, is that red hair? <laughs> the sweetest, sweetest, loving woman you'll ever meet in your life, right? And uh, you know, we did everything together. She's my favorite human being. She's the person that rolled me my first joint. She was into the devil's lettuce and she wouldn't yeah, see it in the bad. I didn't expect you to say that. It caught me off guard for a second. She wrote me my first joint. Me and my brother played the first God of War and ate about six Little Caesars pizzas. So me and hers was close, all right? Like, I, I visit her as much as I can, even though my dad uh, was a piece of shit and he hated her. Mm. And uh, we didn't, I didn't get to spend much time with her as an older child. But, like, I spent more time with her between when I was born and about two years old than I did with my mom because my mom was busy working, trying to support us because my dad's a deadbeat motherfucker. And um, <clears throat> and he was he was in my life too, regardless, but I spent a lot of time with her. Mm. So me and her, was, we was tight. Like, I have one human being that that was tight with me. That was my grandma. But so she passed away in 2008. She, uh, she had heart problems. Mm. And of course, in my first story, I told you she was handicapped. She had to be on oxygen. Yeah. She didn't get to see the fucking aliens, which I'm really disappointed about. But um, so it was, it was a couple years after that. I think it was about 2010, 2009 time frame. Uh, I moved in with a, a senorita. She's she's a, a lesbian girl. And she you know she always bring over girls, and it was a good time. But uh, one time I um, I fell asleep. And they were all sleeping, and I had a dream. That her and my great grandma, my great grandma, drive this old Buick. It's just the old tan Buick, and it, somebody rear-ended her, and she didn't have, ever have the money to get it fixed. Mm. She was on retirement, and she was also handicapped. She had a wheelchair, so I had a dream that they drove up in that car and got out, and they're like, "Oh, hey, you know, we're just we're on your on our way to see your uncle George. Mm. Uh, we just want to say hi, that we love you." And they gave me hugs and kisses and left. And I woke up, and I was like, "Oh." That was a good dream, you know. I really missed them too, you know. I mean, because I was close with my great grandma also before she passed. I mean, I was a little kid; I was like six years old. But um, and I never dreamed of her like that. Hmm. Then I woke up and I flipped my flip phone open, 
And my mom had texted me, hey, call me. And I called her, and she's like, hey, your uncle George passed away. Oh, damn. I was like, I know. Because I, I seen my grandma. Like, I didn't really explain to her because I really felt kind of dumb, like no one would believe me. Right. But anyway, so the um, the second time this happened was a couple years later. Um, I was sleeping, and I had a dream that I walked into my grandma's bedroom there where she was always at. She couldn't get up and move around. So she'd sit, sit on her side of the bed watching TV, smoking joints, which is fucking awesome. I'd go in there and get contact with her. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was, you know, of course, 18, 19 years old at the time. Um, but I had a yeah, I went in there and I walked in, and the TV was displayed of an ocean. Hmm. And uh, I look at her and I sit down. I'm like, am I, living, am I living my life the way it should be? And she's like, you'll figure it out. She's like, oh, I'm just visiting you because I'm just here passing through. I'm going here to see my brother. And then I woke up, and uh, I think that's on the point. I think I was on the point when this happened. And um, <clears throat> I uh, <clears throat> got on my the email was down, and I got an email a couple days later from my mom, and she said, "Hey, your uncle Bob passed away," and it was right around the time that I had that dream. Mm. So every time that so and so it's weird because people pass away and they say that they like. They say, oh, hey, hey, mom, I see my mom. And everybody's like, the nurse is like, oh, it's the drugs. We're putting them down, under so ease their passing. You know, it's their drugs and shit. And then they just say that, oh, I see, I see my, uh, I see, I see my mom or I see my brother. I see some, a loved one, right? Well, it's funny how every single one of her siblings that have passed away after her, I've had dreams of her. Mm. And, and also my great grandma. Mm. I mean, my great grandma was in the first one. She was in the second one. And they, they told me about it. And, and when my, uh, I didn't tell my mom about it until after I pulled in. I was like, hey, you know, I had dreams about her coming to see me. She's like, it's funny. It's because right before he passed away, he said that he was talking to his sister before he passed. Mm. Like a, a few minutes before he passed away, he was talking to his sister and his mom. I was like, that is very, very strange. But <clears throat> the weird thing is the Bible talks about how the dead know nothing. No, no, nothing. They know nothing and see nothing. And it also says that when you pass away, you sleep until the, the final days. Mm. So it's, it's conflicting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what I believe religiously conflicts with what I've experienced through those dreams. And then even for me, it wasn't even necessarily my dream. Um, I was actually here. Uh, my grandma was sick. I went home and she was doing bad. So I show up. And she said, I knew you would come. And then the minute I left, I, I wasn't there that long, maybe 20 minutes, chill, talk with her. My homeboy was in the car. He waited. And then I came back. I was like, she's doing amazing today. She kept, kept talking about Marcus came to see me. And, you know, it just, it just, I guess me coming there, like boosted her. And I think, you know, I, I know she's up there in age. So I know. I know it is eventually going to happen. I try not to think it will, right? Because I, you know, I'm, uh, you know, thinking about moving home. So I, I just try to say, you know, when I get there, we used to joke about going skydiving. Now, I won't take her skydiving. Now. That'd be the last thing. But she tell me she want me like spread her ashes and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, she said she had like a, a dream of me coming there and whatever. But she, I was looking at her chart. She was doing, she was doing bad before I got there. The minute I left, the next day. She's doing great. So 
So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so I guess her, her dream came true. And I, my flight got was getting delayed like so many times. <laughs> Almost yeah. didn't make it there. Uh, so that that's a weird thing too. It like that's the same the same situation. God, I got a lot of stories, don't I? Um, <laughs> so I was on deployment, and my grandma. This is right before she passed. She tripped over something going to the bathroom, and she fell and broke her arm. Mm. So and she couldn't get up. She couldn't get up off the floor, so she was there for several hours. And when my grandpa finally came home from work, he still worked in crap. Um, he found her on the ground and uh they called 911 they came and got her and she couldn't get her medicine in time so she i guess she went into afib mm-hmm. she had chf <clears throat> so they took her to the hospital and she died like three times mm. now i didn't have no fucking dreams this is not that part but i was on deployment and we were supposed to be pulling into hong kong and i was trying to leave the ship i was like hey you know what this is i told my gun boss like this this woman's like you know this, i'm closer to her than i am my mom you know i love my mom God bless her heart. She's a, you, know what, you know, that's how I am. I'm closer to my, I'm close to my grandma. Like my grandma almost called me her son. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you know, I was, she called me Bubber. I was her Bubber. And so I was like, God, you know, I can't. Like, this is the one person that if she passed away and I wasn't there, that 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 is gonna really hurt. That's gonna suck. So we were just gonna pull into Hong Kong, and then we were gonna pull in like literally a month later. And uh, she was already, she'd already stopped her, our stop, and they brought her back with the uh, AEDs and shit. And the, uh, Hong, the Hong Kong, the Chinese government, this is right when they start taking over back to Hong Kong, they're like, you can't fucking come here. You're not fucking welcome. So the CEO was like, you know what? We can't spend Thanksgiving for, uh, in Hong Kong. We can't get some good liberty. So I'm just going to make an executive decision and we're going to pull back into port. So we full steamed ahead and we got there um, within two days back to back to Japan. And, uh, you know, I've already been talking my change. I'm like, yeah, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go see this woman. And uh, the AO Association paid for my fucking plane ticket. My chip went from LPO to the gun boss. No one else signed it. He signed it. And he says, "Here's here's your plane tickets. Here's your plane tickets back. Which was like $2,000, a little over $2,000 mm. that these guys paid for to help me out. And <clears throat> I didn't have to pay back. They didn't want my money. That's what's up. I get on a plane. I fly back. And and my uncle, uh, her oldest son, he was also he, – he kept getting delays, couldn't get flights out of Hawaii. Mm. He lives in Hawaii. He's a big pothead, great fucking dude. And um, so we both flew in about within an hour of each other. My uncle came. My uncle Bob, the uh, the dude that I had dreams about when he uh, when he passed away when mm. she was sitting on her bed, so he came and picked us up, and uh, we drove to the hospital. We got there that night. Like we got to spend some good time with her. She had tubes and stuff down her throat, so the only thing she could do is write little messages on uh, on, on notepads. And uh, so me and her, our favorite pastime was gambling. Mm. So I had this little gambling machine that she had bought me a couple of years before I joined the Navy. And uh, so we gambled a little bit, put some fake money in there and gambled. And it was fun, bonded. And then she passed away that night. Mm. So she's like, she was like on the verge of death for a full month. And as soon as me and like the last two people that she cared about was able to arrive is when she passed away. 
and I th- kind of feel like it was a blessing. I think it was a blessing from God that that or some kind of you know supernatural working that was made it to where my ship pulled in in time for me to, to see her. And the, like everything that fell in place, there's so many factors, like a ship pulling into a port that was scheduled to pull in port. There's a lot of fucking things that go into work. But it's not like you just show up and like, hey, we're here. No, you right. call them, plan. You plan multiple events. So everything that happened would cancel major, um, major governmental entities at play. And then not only that, but the, the people that you least find likely to, to lend a hand to help you help me. Yeah. And when I got there, you know, we had about, I don't know, six to eight hours with her before she passed away. Mm. And it's just, that's wild. You know what I mean? And my mom was like, you know what? You know, that was meant to happen. Like she just, she waited for you guys to pass. I'm like, how do you wait for, like when death chooses you, well, I've, I've always thought that we've never had a choice, but apparently she fucking had a choice. I know she was on a timer regardless, but I mean, she was, she was, her heart stopped three times before we even got there. Hmm. And then the second we got there, um, she was like, she even told me, she like, we knew that the second we walked out of that room that she was going to die. Hmm. And she wrote on her, the last note on her paper was, uh, I will love you always. And I still have that little sticky note. But um, every time I see it too, I always remember that. I'm like, how, how did, and in, how did everything fall into place to where I could be there before she passed away? And then not to mention the stories that I told you previously that right. happened afterwards. And it's like, you know what, if when I pass away, I'm going to see her again. You know what I mean? It's like, she's going to be there, whether it is a dream or if it's a figment of my imagination. Mm. And it's just, I think it's wild. I think it's wild. If, even if, even if the, the realms of spirituality, like the spiritual and there's, you know, supernatural doesn't exist. I still feel that it's very, very peculiar how I know that when I pass away, she's the face that is going to be there. Well, I feel like it's it's it's, it's, it's some it's, I put I put some stock into energy and things like that because I know it's like the one day I was sneezing. Or was it sneezing? Was it sneezing? Somebody talking about you or something like that? Or your ears burning or something like that? Oh, you when your nose or your ears itch, that somebody's thinking about you? Yeah, yeah. But you know, um, I feel like it's I feel like it's, it's something to to all that. Um, yeah, it's well, wow. That's but it, events like that have been discussed for centuries. Yeah, like even even like old texts, like they talk about like fate. And uh, things of the nature. It's like, well, how do you know what fate is? Well, you just fucking know. And then when you live your life and things, certain things happen, you're like, well, it feels like fate, but is it? But the, the older I get, the more I'm like, okay, I, I think I know. I think I know what's going on here. Gotcha. The human mind does work in very mysterious ways. Like it says, I'm a skeptic. I'm even a, a skeptic of the of the things that happen to me. I still question everything. Yeah. I wish I didn't because I think I'd probably live a happier life if I didn't. Oh no, I, I'm I'm the same way. I question everything. I guess. But at the same time, it's like, like people have explanations. Like, oh, there's a scientific explanation for what happens when you die, but we aren't sure. <laughs> like, it's like yeah. we. This is a maybe. Like, there are theories, and th- the, the the good thing about theories is is they're slightly educated guesses and that's what they are right 
just like the whole drug and demonic thing. It's like that's a educated guess, kind of educated, but we aren't sure. What cause what creates consciousness? We think we know, but we don't really know. Just like the universe, right? Like here's the odds of like and, and here's the thing, like I didn't start actually believing that I saw an alien spaceship until recently, right? Mm. Until maybe I don't know, five years ago. Even though that that thing that incident has stayed with me the whole time like what the fuck is it um they they launched this new telescope up into space and they're starting to take pictures and they're realizing space is bigger than what they ever thought it was and they're starting to question the big bang theory and things of that nature right so before before the telescope launched they found a dark spot within the stars right next to the moon the size of uh, to our, our perspective, it's the size of a quarter mm. next to the moon, which would obviously silver, silver dollar, maybe. Um, and they looked in that hole with a high-power telescope, and they found over 40,000 galaxies. Mm. Like, we have a galaxy of 10,000 stars, 100 million light years across, right? <clears throat> That's pretty big. We don't even know what's in our own galaxy, let alone what is in all those... Uh, Gal- 40,000 galaxies within that small hole next a quarter of the side of the moon to our perspective. What And then you got to think about the globe. Like, what is around us? Like, right. How much is out there, right? It's like, if we if we hear, like, it has to be some type of civilization or other well, Most scientists say that the likelihood of, of, of other life out there in the universe is certain. Because of the large um, percentage uh, percentage of possibilities, right? Um, because there's a lot of planets out there that we can even see that it may potentially have. Like, there's a moon in our own solar system that may potentially hold life as far as bacteria is concerned, and then Venus may also. But um, it the only problem is is do they have the technology to reach out to us? Are we more advanced? Are they more advanced? Mm. Are they advanced enough? Even if some or or are we? Uh, this is a conversation I had when I was younger. I felt sometimes in my life I felt like I was a TV show for somebody else. Like they was watching a market show. Like I'll be too long. Let's see what old market is doing today. <laughs> oh, he's he's a hoot. You talking about that <laughs> South Park episode? That's how I, I. But I felt like that at points in my life. <laughs> I felt like that at points in my life. Um, that's crazy. Um, so I'll this. We can go on this forever. I'll let you like close the pot out. Once again, I appreciate you uh, coming out. Well, yeah. I, I like to thank you for having me. It's been a real, uh, real honor. I've been, I've been telling this my stories for years, and I've got a lot of criticism. I got a lot of believers, but it's good to, good to get on and uh, share my stories. Maybe people uh, out there have stuff similar to what we've experienced. And you know, it's it's crazy. So ever since I started, you know, doing this, you know, like all these episodes, in, I get like emails. Of people like yo, I've been through this, or I've been through that, or or like I'm glad somebody said this. This is more than what people think. Or people like yo, I wish I had like the gall to actually speak up of say what I want to say. You know, my my thing is I've always been a little bit afraid of public speaking until I got older, and now I just don't give a shit what about people think about me. You know what I mean? Like people call me a liar. People think I'm making it up. You can have all these people on the internet who think that. Well, there's an explanation for everything. It was like, well, okay, that's great. It's like it's like even with me, even the stuff like the wheelchair, like 
you know, we got somebody I work with us that was around me when that happened, or even the stuff with the, the shoot I was involved in. It's a dude that just got to Charlie that was around when it happened. He was, these are, well, these both of these guys were my direct coworkers and peers, guys who I hung out with outside of work that can be like, yeah, I was there or I was there when he actually went up for this X, Y, and Z. It's just, you well, know. There's a dude that works with us that was, well, he slept through it. He was there for part of it. You know what I'm saying? He so, knows the NCIS yes. story of it. You know what I mean? It, it's almost getting to the point to where like, I remember, like you were saying there earlier, like, it's like, I feel like that about some of my stories. I'll tell them and get to the point to where I'm like, this ain't happening. Then I'm like, like oh, man. And I'll run back into somebody like, hey, remember that time that happened? I'm like, so I'm not true. Like, you know what I'm saying? So and you like that. We find a lot of things that are probable in everyday life that it's hard to believe. Like, let's say you're driving down the road and somebody on a motorcycle goes down and he just gets dismembered right in front of you. How long does it really take you to register that that actually happened? Right. When stuff like that happens with me, it doesn't register for, I don't know, it, I guess it's gradual. Like, there's times where I've had a loved one die, and I feel like it didn't sink in for several several weeks. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's it's more a matter of perspective in a matter of are you willing to accept reality, let alone somebody's story. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, so I'll let you get the last word and we'll take it from there. Oh, it's like thank you for having me on. It's been a good time. And I'd like to uh I'd like to come back and I got I got I got some more stories. Not not along this line. I think I've told all my paranormal bullshit. <laughs> um but I got some sea stories. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Yo, you're more than welcome to come back. I just want to wish everybody out there listening, uh thanks for listening. I hope you uh hope you can guys can relate to some of this these topics. <laughs>